0: Hello and welcome to Breakfast for Dinner with Sarah the Human. I'm Sarah the Human and this is the Trust in the Turnaround episode part two. Now I'm assuming you all have listened to part one already. If you have not, please go do that right now before you listen to this episode just because it will give you The full context to Jamie's story and part two will just make a lot more sense in general. Now, if you have already listened to part one, I'm sure you've been anxiously awaiting all week. I know I have, even though obviously I already heard this episode when I recorded it and edited it. I just couldn't wait to share it with you all. And I especially couldn't wait to tell you all some really, really, really good news. Jamie has had her baby baby Noah is here she is born into the world she was seven pounds and 11 ounces I don't know all the details yet but Jamie told me that quote labor was wild unquote so I don't know what exactly that means but I do know that she is okay and she is back home with Noah they had to stay I'm at the hospital for a couple days because Noah was in the NICU. I believe there was some sort of blood incompatibility and the doctors had to work their magic on Noah. But everything is okay. They're back home and they're together. Jamie is recovering, resting, and enjoying her little girl. Noah is so stinking cute and I am just obviously... Over the moon for them and so thrilled for Jamie and I know you all are too, especially after hearing her story. So now with this episode, uh, Jamie talks about the egg freezing process and what it was like going through in vitro, selecting a sperm donor. Um, there's so many intricate details to the process that we cover and as you'll find out I am very ignorant about it not anymore now that Jamie walked me through it but um, I had so many questions it's just a really cool topic that we got to discuss together again I don't want to give too much away so let's just hop into it please enjoy Jamie water break pee break Check to make sure it's recording. We're here. Yeah.
1: Well we're 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 connected for life and no matter what, we gotta write a book. We have to write a book. We have to maybe start a
0: podcast. Yes. Um yes. maybe
1: maybe make some movies. I don't know. Oh, We've yeah. got a lot to do We asleep. really
0: do. No, we make excellent partners in whatever we're doing, whether it's creativity or work. So we need to write a book. Yes. We, so we yeah. talk
1: about eggs?
0: Yes. I we love talk eggs. About eggs. Yeah, you actually like eggs <laughs> to <eat> and eggs. <laughs> eggs that your body makes.
1: Yes, eggs <laughs> are my favorite um, food. Also, eggs have choline in them, which is choline is a mineral vitamin that is really essential to uh, fertility and to development for, for children. It's really good for your brain. All this good stuff. So, I'm a big choline advocate.
0: So, anyone trying to get pregnant right now. Get
1: your choline in. Eat your eggs. (laughs) Eat your eggs.
0: Hard-boiled, scrambled, whatever you want. I'll come
1: over and cook them for you. Yeah. (laughs) So, egg freezing. I decided um, at this point I had only known two friends that had done it. Which I also think is really something that I want to change around the people who are around me. Like, whoever I can influence, I just think the more informed you are, amazing. I just want to give you all the information. It's up to you. It's your body, your life, what you want to do. But I'm going to just share what I've learned and that it's also not scary to do. And if you're privileged enough, like we were with our benefits, um, it it makes it a little bit easier
0: of a choice to do. So, um, and that's another thing that it wasn't very common. Even just 5-10 years ago, I feel like it was not really talked about very much.
1: Totally. And even with the testing, right? Like, As women, since we're 16, we go and get a pap smear almost every year. And why don't we talk about fertility during those appointments? It's like, once you try to get pregnant, people say, they, they judge it by age and they say, oh, you're fine. You have plenty of years ahead. But... If you can afford it or if your doctor will do it for you
0: why not just test your ovarian reserve just so you know that makes so much sense because sometimes it takes years for people to get pregnant sometimes it takes one try and we're always like i wish we knew how long it would take because mm-hmm. if we knew that it would take three years then okay oh my god we would start right now but what we're talking about is fertility essentially so there is a exactly. way of like knowing versus Knowing more, you know, it's not so unknowable. It's not, and and there is chance, and there's
1: probability. But honestly, like being a, once you're on the bad side of the probability, like someone had to be that two, the one, the point two percent that got pregnant with a yes. when someone was on the pill, right? And or you like, hear those stories. Yeah, like, when you're on the other side of the probability or the statistic, you kind of are a bit more heightened to... Okay, I just wanna check everything out, you know? Exactly. Um, so I decided to do egg freezing, and I don't know, I felt so powerful, and I had a huge community of all of y'all around me helping with the shots. So even moments when, you know, you kind of think of yourself being alone on it, I didn't feel alone. Like, even though I didn't have a partner, I had a lot of friends who were down to, like, be there. They're up in your business. <laughs> up in my business,
0: like, asking how the shots are going. and. Which, describe the shots. <laughs> how many shots do you have to do in your stomach, right? It's, or... Yeah, it's in your in
1: your stomach, ab- abdomen area. Um, it You know what I say to people is it seems scary to poke yourself with a needle, but it's mental because mm-hmm. it actually physically doesn't hurt in that area. And there are some, um, medications that have like a tingly effect. So all of the egg freezing shots weren't painful. Um, but for the IVF section, there is one needle. It's the progesterone in oil. It's, um, it's basically an oil solution. So you have to have a larger gauge needle and it's longer. That one is a literal pain in the ass because you have to shoot yourself in the butt. Oh my god. And it's it's kind of just like hard to even contort your body with the needle pressing it slowly enough um, but the trick to that shot is making sure that you ice yourself.
0: So, I like ice your butt. Oh and yeah like
1: 20 minutes I would just walk around sit down with an
0: ice pack. Kind of like in Parent Trap when she puts the ice cube on <laughs> and then she pierces her ear. Like yeah, Like ice cube and then. Yes. Wow okay.
1: So that was... And how
0: many times did you have to do that?
1: Oh my gosh. I, so for me, my doctors really wanted me to get like above 10 eggs. So I actually went and did two rounds, um, was really fortunate enough to be able to do that. I did two rounds, different protocol for each of the rounds to freeze my eggs. Um, the second round wasn't that wonderful. Um, and each month your body is just different. So my first round was really good. My second round, for some reason, my right ovary just, she just didn't want to work. She was like, no, I'm good.
0: I've been through enough. (laughs) I've been through enough,
1: and I don't want to show up. And so um, I didn't retrieve that many eggs my second round. But with the two, I felt good. And so I had them in the bank, and then um, the next stage of it was finding a donor to kind of go... Full on, yeah, on the a sperm donor,
0: which didn't you get to choose between anyone? Kind of like, oh, this is somebody's height, this is somebody's eye color, race, like everything. <laughs> yeah. And so you kind of just get to choose from that. Like, how... I wish, okay, well, I thought I mean, that's you, how it worked. <laughs> you kind of do, but like, okay.
1: and people approach it in, in different ways. But um, while I was on this journey, I think it's important to note that I went to a therapy group. It was a single mom's therapy group. We had a program together where we met for I think about five months, and some of us are still talking. And Aww. there are so many good stories from there, and it's just kind of like a community to make sure that you know you're really in the right headspace. Do you want to do this? Um, yeah, because it's not easy. It's not easy. You're trying to basically grow a soccer team in your ovaries. All you're trying to grow as many follicles as you can. And then of those follicles, you're trying to grow mature eggs that mature at the same time and rate so that when they extract them, they're um, they're good eggs. And there's kind of like this rule of diminishing return. So you get X amount of follicles, but then you're going to retrieve less eggs from there. And then from there, um, only a few of them are mature. So mm-hmm. it's it's a long process your hormones
0: are going wild hormones
1: are wild but you know what i loved it i feel like my hair was looking great that's
0: encouraging i think that's encouraging because for me it sounds like a lot because it does i mean the shots i
1: will shoot you up that's
0: a hard um hurdle for me to get over (laughs) just the shots so you had your therapy group then you have a sperm donor And I was asking you, did you get to choose your sperm donor or how did that work?
1: You do. And so people are, you know, you have different preferences of what you want to choose. And so for me, it was, um, I had with my genetic testing three different types of things to look out for. So I had to also make sure that this sperm donor didn't have those, those things too, like that they were recessive in him. Um, and so that kind of really narrowed down the field. Really?
0: Like how many did you have Oh to my from? gosh, I thought I'd have like a
1: hundred or something to choose from. Once I put those genetic uh, disorders that I had or markers, um, and then I picked, uh, I did pick an ethnicity because I thought it was important for me to kind of share a similar lived in experience with, with my future child, um, that I yeah. understood, there aren't that many Southeast Asian donors in the cryobank that I use, so it was already kind of a limited pool. Um, and I it came down to three.
0: Really? That, yeah, I didn't realize I had, that.
1: I had three people no to way. pick
0: from when I was looking. Okay, and aren't you just given their baby photo? Yeah, you're only given the oh baby photo. But
1: you also get um, their profile. They write um, an essay.
0: Oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> you said the nurses comments about Yeah, the this nurses comments about
1: how they show up to the clinic and um, the guy, the donor that I picked, like his essay was really pensive. I liked how thoughtful he was, he seemed like a critical thinker and he, <laughs> his, his favorite animal was a lynx cat.
0: What <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. So I was like,
1: okay, this is a lynx cat. A Lynx cat. This okay. is fine. This will do. Um and you get wow. you get background on their back uh their family's history. So you can check out, you know, what other illnesses might like run in the family and whatnot. Okay. So
0: do you have contact with this person? No,
1: I don't have contact. So they call it either open ID or not. And this person was open ID. Okay. So this means that one day when Noah is um, 18, if she chooses to, she can reach out.
0: Really? And I, I'm
1: sure... That she'll be curious interesting so one day well I think it would also
0: be interesting test know. to see how much of our personalities and everything is genetic and how much of it is environmental and created by how they were raised right that'll be very interesting to see since he's not gonna be in her life at all
1: no well and you asked did you get any photos of this person as an adult I did not and my rationale for that is just thinking about all of us when you're a kid you you see your baby pictures that's what you look like when you're a baby and then depending on how we journey through life and our health and our diet where we live how we take care of ourselves we could look very different
0: oh yeah i mean we can just change our look in adulthood so much botox plastic surgery everything But when you're a kid, it's just so pure. And that is a really interesting, because someone's vibe can be completely different based on how they dress. I love that.
1: Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I I took a long time to grow up or grow up. Oh my God. I (laughs) I was an ugly duckling.
0: Oh, same. (laughs) I have some really terrible photos, which maybe we should share uh, (laughs) along with the episode. But the awkward phases now don't exist. The people who are 8th grade now, uh-huh. like, look amazing, you I know? know?
1: Why do they look so much older than we did when we were kids? I have no idea. Does that just but happen, like, generation after generation?
0: 8th graders now, I don't understand how they don't have an awkward face. They look like supermodels. Like I'm adults. intimidated by them. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Like, you guys got your life figured out, and you're 15. <laughs> I don't understand. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel like I looked like a, a little kid until I was...
0: 21. Oh, yeah. No. Same. I'm still figuring it out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still changing my look. Still experimenting. You look beautiful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. So, can you, like, people can uh, see the adult picture, but you chose not to? Or Yeah, you don't?
1: have to pay a little bit more. Oh, But, you really? know, I'm, I'm a saver. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a saver, and I was <laughs> like, no, what if, like, what if
1: you just really like to eat a bunch of donuts and never work out, you know? like no, Totally. It
0: kind of throws off the vibe. We don't need to yeah, know what he looks like yeah. as an adult. The, <laughs> the advice kid. from
1: the group of ladies who had done it already um, in my support group, my Choice Moms group, they said, you're not dating this person. You're not dating your sperm donor. You are trying to make sure to have a healthy baby and some other preferences that you can check
0: off. Yep, you're not I dating totally this agree. person. Yeah, I, that's a great advice. Another thing
1: that I learned in this group was, um, everyone had already frozen their eggs by the time I joined the group. And um, more than once, so that was new to me. I'm like, oh, I thought I would just do it once. But most of them
0: had gone through it twice. Which is good for people to know, like if you're going through this process. Might be twice. Yeah, might be three times don't know how it's going to go which something that we haven't mentioned which if you're okay with it i'd love for you to share your age because oh my god i feel like that's a big part of the story too
1: yes so when i started to embark on this i was 38 39
0: they always say
1: 35 you are freaking geriatric (laughs) advanced maternal age etc etc but but you are yeah. Um, you're not geriatric, but there's something that happens to your, the reserve of eggs. Women, as most of you out there know, are born with all of our eggs, and we keep losing them year over year over year. So something um, significant happens at the age of 35 where it just sharply declines. And sometimes that happens to people before 35, but almost guaranteed. For most of us at 35, it starts to really go down. Um, And then the next plateau or the next, I guess, abyss (laughs) is about 40 is when you start to see the decline. So um, I think if you're interested, doing it sooner is always better. Um, And something that was really freeing for me when I talked to my friends is you may never need to use them. Right. And that cut to gets me to the... I didn't use my eggs that I froze for Noah
0: yeah and you may never and you may want another kid you know you never know I
1: never know so you have them I have them um and so when I went through to um I have went to a new doctor group they're called kind body and I love them I support them so much
0: Shout out, Shout Kind Shout out, body. Kind, kind Body.
1: <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, what doctors do, these reproductive endocrinologists do, is they assess where your ovarian reserve is. They test your AMH. Um, you go through a battery of blood tests all the time. You're just checking everything out. Your fallopian tubes, your uterus. Um, you go through quite a bit until you get to that point where, okay, we're going to push go. So I had a new doctor with a whole different protocol. And I even thought that I had to use my eggs that are frozen. And she's like, no, we're going to do a whole new cycle. And she had a whole different set of um, tests for me and different protocols with medication. And that's how I made Noah.
0: So when you had the sperm, would you shoot it up yourself? Like, <laughs> like this- a
1: turkey baster? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, so, how is this work? There's a couple different ways to do it. Um, the, the non-invasive way is called an IUI. And this was, I was 39, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try doing just an IUI first, which means you go through a stimulation process to kind of um, use your current egg for that month and then they essentially take the sperm vial and inject it to meet your egg when you're ovulating. So it's more direct. It's more direct, but you're using the, just like the single egg that's gonna come for for that month. And typically it takes about three times um, for it to to work. So I was gonna go that route. Um, I did my first one, super excited. It didn't work. Then I turned 40, so. She wanted to go back in and test my ovarian reserve again. And in that time from that IUI to me turning 40, my levels were cut in half. No. Yeah. And I was like, dang it. Whoa. And she goes, you think you want to just go for IVF? I'm like, yeah. Wow. Let's do that this.
0: quick. It just. It just dropped. changed for it just me. plummeted. Yeah. In half. Whoa.
1: So, um. So yeah, we decided to go with IVF and she was very, very precise in monitoring me. When I did my egg freezing, it was still in the pandemic and I thought, you know, the doctors can only see you so much and that might have a little bit of an effect on how fruitful my second one was because I didn't get to be in there checking my blood my hormone levels and my progesterone as much as my current doctor did. I was literally like in the office every other day giving, you know, getting my blood drawn. For testing. Yeah. And so she was really making sure that it was going to be the right time to transfer. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but I did a whole new round of egg freezing. And then um, when we made the embryo, I, from X number, it goes down, 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 down. And I only had one healthy embryo.
0: After all that. After all of you that. Have
1: one shot. And so she didn't she was really conservative and wanted to make sure everything was at a good level that she was comfortable with before we transferred.
0: And this embryo that you're talking about is Noah.
1: Is Noah. Oh she my gosh. Is inside me. And then, well, the other crazy thing is the other part of this journey.
0: <laughs> I know. Which I'm like. <laughs> Do yeah. we go there? Did we can't even go there? I was thinking about that. I'm like, do we wanna talk about Ophelia or no? Yes, we do. We do want to talk about Ophelia. Yeah. This is where like the this, break
1: this is where the break would be in the podcast, right?
0: For sure. Yeah. Well, when we come back. We honestly could split this up into three episodes. <laughs> oh my god, my uh Did it die? No, I just realized that it was unplugged. Um, the charger. Oh, okay. Would but you know this laptop is so old that seriously, <laughs> if it's not charged 24-7, it will die. So it almost died. Oh, my God. No, we're good. It didn't die. I caught the suspense. it. It's at 25%, which actually that's right when it shuts. It just, like, will go black. Wow. Um, okay, but we need to talk about you, – you tell it. You tell it. Okay, so
1: I had to wait so many months for the transfer. So we created the embryo but a lot of my um, testing and my hormones were just a little bit off. Noah was created in um, March of 2022. And I was starting to really lose faith that my body was gonna allow me to transfer by like June, July, I was just getting bummed that it was just one thing after another. Oh my God, and then I got COVID for the first time. No, I
0: forgot yeah. about that.
1: After two years, I was just like, oh, you almost Shake, made it. "Shakes fists," but that's that. That I had to skip a month there. That's
0: another club you don't want to be a part of. No, the COVID club.
1: You don't want to be part of that. And so then, finally, I got the go. I was like feeling pretty defeated. Like this is never going to happen. Um, but then in August, I got the clearance to transfer, and um, it was really a painless procedure. It's it's wild. I. Went through a little bit of, uh, like, a panic thinking about the thawing process. And I thought, what if something bad happens when they thaw this embryo? But the good news is that there are so many advancements to all of these procedures. Yes,
0: they know what they're doing. They know what they're
1: doing. It's kind of wild that the first IVF baby just turned 40.
0: Like, really? I, I didn't year. realize so that. It's, it's so Very new. new.
1: Super new technology. So... Uh, Noah got transferred and, you know, luckily it worked. It took. And so you learn that you're, you kind of learn whether you're pregnant or not, like within 10 days of the transfer. So I feel like I've been pregnant forever.
0: Right. Because it was so, so, early. so early. Like most people wouldn't even think they're pregnant yet.
1: Yeah. Um, I learned that it was, preg- that I was pregnant. And then at that point they, they look at your levels, just make sure that the pregnancy keeps, um, taking until at five to six weeks you can look at a sonogram you can go in and get an ultrasound so i'm just nervous this entire time like but i'm reaching all of the milestones and markers so i'm continuing to be pregnant and then i go in for my ultrasound and um the nurse is in there before my doctor is and she like i look at her face and she looks at my face and i'm like Oh girl, I already know what this is. I've freaking seen this before. The wall. There's a wall. There's, There's a wall. There's the familiar oh, middle my God. wall. And I see two sacks. And I'm God. just freaking floored. My doctor comes in and she's just such a warm character. She goes, Jamie! I swear to God, we only transferred one embryo <laughs> in you. <laughs> like, I know, Dr. Brown, I only had one.
0: So it's split? It's
1: split. No way. So what are the chances? It oh, was my like, God. Your, your body's my like body. My body. Your body. It was... It's So the it chances of twins. having identical twins is um, like 2% in the population. It's not genetic. Fraternal tr- twins are genetic. And so now... I'm having identical twins again, which is also a wild statistic of like 0. 0.0001425. I have not looked that up at all. Just kidding. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. like wild. Yeah. And so it's definitely we can me. We do the math later. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> like something to do with me because mm-hmm. it's different sperm. Anyway, I am just like... Oh my God, here I go. Yeah, like, what
0: was going on in your head? Were you amped or were you scared? Because you had been there before.
1: I think I was scared. Yeah. I was so happy, but I was really scared.
0: Well, like, I think a lot oh, of shit. A lot of times throughout your pregnancy, which we had talked about in the beginning, um, how we wanted to do this podcast for mm-hmm. a while, but you kept being like, let's just wait a few more months. Let's just wait a few more months because I think it took you longer to celebrate the pregnancy oh for
1: sure because you're understandably, i'm waiting for
0: the shoe to drop yeah you're like i can't really breathe easy until right now twins
1: twins again, again. yeah so that was at five weeks knowing still that i'm not out of the woods and i think yeah. that i think having closer care helped for what happened next so my next appointment that I went in to, um, I found out that the second twin didn't have a heartbeat, which was hard. You know, I think no matter what, at what point in your pregnancy you suffer a loss, and it's like really difficult. So the difference between what had happened before losing the twins and then losing the second. The third twin. Um, I think I just knew I had a better chance. I knew that yeah. like I had to focus in on, you know, the fact that I had. Now I have one dead baby and one alive baby, but I've done this before. Just okay. not this early, and so I knew that the odds were really in favor of getting to a viable pregnancy with one. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just shifted my energy there.
0: But how freaking wild. Oh my god, so wild. You on your own having this baby, the amount of stress of having two babies oh on your own.
1: Yeah, it's, it's strange to yeah. put into words. Right? right, it is. It's not that I was relieved, right. but i I knew that the loss was, it happened for a reason. And it happened early enough, and I think if I wasn't doing IVF, probably wouldn't have known, because um, it does happen to other people um, before they go in and get their ultrasound. Usually you go in at eight weeks. So I was like, that. I learned about the twins at five, and then having only one Noah left at seven. But the body is a wild, magical place. And so I think I was with my past. I couldn't celebrate it. I just needed yeah. to get past 20 weeks or 21 weeks when I lost the twins last time so I started to feel a little bit better. And then I think I was still holding my breath to that viability stage of if anything happens, she could have a shot in the NICU. So that was kind of, I think... Twenty-eight weeks was the, the time when I could finally breathe, but now I'm now she's coming. Now we she's are coming out
0: anxiously awaiting. Yeah, super super excited. I can't wait. I cannot wait either. I, I mean, can't... we
1: were just joking with you and Bo, your husband, that I've been so afraid of like keeping her inside me or like preventing her from coming out that the homegirls probably just gonna chill and be like, no, i <laughs> She's going to be super late. (laughs) You know, I haven't told you this too. The care that you have and how much you advocate for yourself is so important. Like my caretakers now are just, I don't know, really thoughtful, thoughtful doctors. Um, My OB, he said, okay, so with science and the books, we know that Most likely why you had the preterm labor and delivered early is because of the reduction. You didn't make it past that time, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And he goes, that's fair and all, but what if we think about this a bit more aggressively? And what if that wasn't the case? And maybe you just are predisposed to having preterm labor. So I'm going to kind of treat you like that. And if you don't mind, I'm going to use this other... Protocol, hmm. Which is, for me, I had to take progesterone for a lot longer. I'm still on it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, wow. he, yeah, it, it does no harm to do it. But I liked that approach. I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, why yeah. why have the answer when we can say, it might be this?
0: Oh, yeah, and we don't really know. We don't know. It, it happens. Most likely, and, but yeah. it could be something else. Better know? to be super safe and plan for that. Yeah, and nowadays we have so much... Uh, education just at our fingertips like we can hear other people's stories there's so much information out there but now we have a lot of power where we can figure out how to advocate for ourselves
1: and it's it's sharing right it's these conversations that women now have with one another instead of maybe just accepting this is how it is you ask questions I'm learning so much from other moms right now on the next part of the journey that I haven't thought about yet, you know? <laughs>
0: like, like when the babies here? Like, yeah. like,
1: I'm just getting to, how do I now give birth? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I I feel like you're, you going into labor is connected to that trauma. You're about to go into labor and now it's going to be connected to a celebration. Yeah. The flip is happening now. You get to reclaim that experience. Wow! You get to go through that same That's experience cool. of labor, and now have it be—it's a new story, beautiful, and like I mean, it's all beautiful, you know. But like, have it be new, yeah, new life.
1: Wow! I haven't even thought about that. I think um, just like subconsciously or consciously, I decided not to deliver at Cedars and I'm going to a different different hospital because I just don't want that, you know, that track to play of how I went in so urgently to, you know, across town to that hospital and to just have a completely new experience.
0: Because it could bring back just exactly what you're feeling last time. Yeah, anxiety. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's great for sure. I think that's great. Oh, well, I am... So excited for you! Oh my god! I can't believe it. Can you believe it, SB? We're I really at thirty-five cannot. weeks. Not. I mean, in just a few weeks, she's gonna be like here. A month, Noah. We're gonna meet her. When is she gonna start walking, talking? What is her voice gonna sound like? I mean, there's so many things that we need to learn about her. What if she doesn't like us? Oh my god. <laughs> just she's gonna love us. If anything, she might be like, Can you cuz you guys probably stop? every <laughs> all of your friends are gonna be like, Oh Noah, you just have no idea how amazing your mom is. And she's gonna be like, I know. You guys tell me all the time. <laughs> Your mom is oh. a freaking warrior and incredible. Oh my god! She's going to have that drilled into her head. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: I am so excited. I'm just so excited to meet her and guide her in the ways that I can. And then also just let her live.
0: Let you're going to give, you're going to be the most perfect balance of offering that counsel when she wants it, you know, being that listening ear, and being a safe place for her to share and be vulnerable with, and then also just, like, letting her make mistakes and letting yeah. her live her life, you're going to totally just be that that perfect balance.
1: Oh, but what about that stage when she just doesn't like you, you know? Like, we all go through that. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> it's hard to imagine, mm-hmm. and it might not happen but it, it probably, might, will. It probably <laughs> will i know i think we're just gonna trust in the turnaround There's Trust me to the turnaround write that down trust Steve. in the turnaround that's good maybe we'll call the episode that i mean honestly oh trust in the turnaround it's is really the story good of this this is like journey.
1: this is like us brainstorming <laughs> on the <laughs> spot too
0: for, well, for anyone that knows us said, we're,
1: <laughs> we're, we're like way way yeah
0: insight yeah. into how we work together uh, yeah i'm big on titles when something hits it's just like ooh, that's good
1: remember when you came to sarah the human
0: oh my gosh i was like so i get voice to memory you.
1: thinking about that oh
0: yes I, that was such an interesting journey and the title of the book i'm big on titles i love words i love language i love the name noah by the way you do i love the name Noah.
1: It just, it's always called to me. Um, And I don't even mind that it has that biblical reference of the ark because that's an amazing story and I love animals.
0: Well, that's a story of new life and hope.
1: What did Alexandra say to us at the baby shower, which I didn't know, was that Noah means respite. Oh, really? Which is to rest. Yeah. So it almost feels like after this journey... Like, she and I get to rest.
0: Yes. Together. Together. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love you so much. We've been talking me. for two hours. <laughs> Water. <laughs> we could probably sit here and talk for two more hours. So, we will wrap it up. But, I love you so much. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for you. We cannot wait to meet baby Noah. It's so soon. I'll, I'll give an update. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll post this episode like the week that Baby Noah is born. Oh, my it'll goodness. it'll be super exciting. <laughs> I love
1: you so much. And thank you for having me. But honestly, thank you for being so integral to my support system in this journey. <laughs> and the journey that we'll be on together for a really long time.
0: Always. Always. It's truly an honor. I love you so much. I love you.